Welcome to the Talk Show for Talkers on irishtalkers.com. Welcome to part three of this week's show. And just one year ago, almost to the day, Paul introduced the subject of how to focus on your audience. Let's listen now. It's time for me to hand over the baton to the prolific, or maybe it's persuasive this week, Paul Omani. Paul, over to you. Thank you very much, Moira. Listeners, I would like to start this week by highlighting a message which Lark Dooley, the international president of Toastmasters, has put in her viewpoint at the start of the January magazine. She says in one part, it is time for us to renew our commitment to the club mission, renew our commitment to the club mission and to the Toastmasters promise. Now it isn't my aim to go into what the club mission is and to go into what the Toastmasters promise is, but I'd just like to hark back to, was it last week, Moira, the, the previous episode that I introduced, it had reference to the club mission. Indeed. And so it's nice to see the international president reinforcing the message we gave here on the talk show for talkers. Well, she did. She, obviously, really, she listened she to the show. She obviously listened yes. carried it through. Indeed. And also the emphasis on the Toastmasters promise, something that we have emphasized in the past before. And it's very good to see the international president, Lark Dooley, a woman of uh, much uh, experience who has been to many clubs all over the world, emphasizing the Toastmasters promise. On a less uh, jocular note, I have to say that I think the Toastmasters would gain a lot from there being a lot more emphasis on the Toastmaster promise. However, what I want to focus on in particular this week is on the audience. You see, whenever we make a speech anywhere, whether at Toastmasters or whether at a party or at a golf club or at a fishing club or at a wedding or anywhere, the number one question which it's valuable to have in your mind is, why am I making this speech? Why? And the answer is very simple. I'm making the speech because I have an audience to satisfy. That's why I'm making the speech. If you, if you wish to make the speech to yourself in the privacy of a, of a room at home, that's fair enough. But if you go out in public to make a speech, you need to have an answer, I think, to what good am I going to do my audience by making this speech? That's what makes the speech relevant. Otherwise, you can practice your speeches entirely privately. So, I came across a very interesting... Oh, excuse me. I apologize for that. The R counter caught me there <laughs> using the, the phrase, so. I'm working on that this year. The Danstrom. So am I. Oh, folks, and the, word, the word so, the, just to interrupt yeah. you for one second, the word so can be used as a linking, as a correct linking word when you are linking two phrases or two um, 
sentences together where one does follow on from the other, rather than the as an, that I dropped. an introduction to the next sentence. Now, that was all a red herring which I introduced, but come back to the audience now. Dan Strom, Dan Strom has put an article, written an article in the January magazine. And Dan Strom is over there, uh, a director of NY Smart. He was in, obviously in New York, somewhere in New York City. And he helps professionals advance their career through mastery of the English language. Well, we leave the word mastery aside for the moment. What I have really in mind is something great that Dan said, which is that he said that it's important to be clear about why you're actually making the speech. Dan gives little questions like, what do you want your audience to think? What do you want them to believe? And what action do you want them to take? And I think it's tremendously valuable to be as clear as you can possibly be about what the purpose of your speech is. And a long time ago, I learned a very useful acronym, Moira, for being clear about what you're doing when you're going to make a speech. You want your speech to be as clear as mud. <laughs> I'm sit sitting here chuckling at the, the choice of words, but do, do carry on. Yes, you want your speech to be clear as mud. Well, the first letter in mud is M. And in this particular case, M we would know stands I for memory. Point. You by, we know, in other words, you know what, you can what do, do you want, <laughs> by way of information, <laughs> and I would your audience to, to take away? What do you want them to with remember? So if you're doing, and Shane for example, a speech about the Eiffel Christmas Tower in, in Paris, what are the key pieces of information about the Eiffel Tower that you want your audience to take away? That's what M is. U stands for understanding. So what, for example, do you want them to understand? Understanding is different from knowledge. So what understanding do you want your audience to have? And the primary purpose of your speech might be to give people valuable information that they would regard as valuable to take away which they can apply somewhere. It might, another purpose of your speech might be to reinforce the understanding that your audience has about a topic or an issue, something political, something religious, something sexual, any topic you wanted to talk about. You might want to reinforce their existing understanding or you might want to undermine their existing understanding. So you might want to change things or keep things the same. Whatever you're doing, it's very valuable to be clear about what connection you're going to make with the understanding that the audience has already. And the last one, which some would regard as the most powerful of all, which is the D of mud, it is, what do you want your audience to do after the speech? For years I used to train people on how to make presentations. And I remember once going to work in an advertising agency, very, very successful advertising agency that at uh, one stage had done the Guinness uh, ads. Mm -hmm. 
And I, it's a long story and I won't tell it now, but uh, I got the job of uh, doing some training of the uh, project managers and the, what were they called, the creatives together, the business managers and creatives. And I thought to myself, how could I bring them anything valuable at all? These people have been pitching advertisements very successfully to Guinness for, for a long time. And I remember using mud. And the thing that, that gave all of these people, without exception, in the planning of their presentations that they practiced on the training course was the D of doing. Because very few of them, none of them actually, none of them had ever said to themselves, what do I want my audience to do after I finished speaking? They wanted people to understand things, they wanted people to, to, to know things, but they hadn't asked themselves, do I want these people to come up to me after the presentation and engage me in conversation? Do I want these people to ring me up tomorrow? Do I want these people to write uh, texts to somebody and uh, make a recommendation? But that whole thing about what do you want your audience to do is something that I think can be, uh, is well worth considering. If you come to a Toastmasters meeting and you're, you, know, you make your prepared speech, or even if it's an impromptu speech, what are you saying to yourself before you make the speech? If you're saying to yourself, oh, I better get through this so that I get to level X or level Y or complete project XYZ, you're missing an opportunity. You have a real live audience in front of you. And if you have said to yourself, this is the information which I think they will love to take away with them, or this is what will happen to their understanding as a result of the of the speech. And number three, this is what they're going to do after it. And here's my question that I want you, Moira, to consider and the listeners to consider. What does a speaker want the audience to do after the speech has finished? That's <clears throat> that presumes that there is a call to action at the end of the speech. And that's something which, which we are told we should do frequently, if not always. Well, and if I there isn't an implied call to action, if there isn't some kind of action, what was the purpose of the speech? Well, I, I'm going to digress just a little bit to something that Darren LaCroix said in a, a video that he put up very recently. And that was at least I think it was a, a video, it might have been on a phone call um, that I attended recently, but anyway, it was to, the first thing that you do is to put yourself in the audience's position listening to you. What is that audience person going to be thinking when they listen to you? Well, the first and thing Are is, they going to yes. be interested in what you're saying? And as you say, as a, are they going to take anything away from you after you finish your speech? What's in this for me? 
Yeah. In fact, that's yeah. what every yeah. audience is saying, whether yes. they, they, may, they, they don't demonstrate it to you. But the mm. first thing they say is, is this woman worth listening to? Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I, can, I can easily read yeah. my, read my yeah. book or read my, uh, yeah. my phone. Yeah. And, uh, but then, after you've captured their attention, You've got to keep it. Terrific. <laughs> and you've kept it. Okay. The question then is, what do you want to happen after the speech? Yeah. Do you, are you just interested in getting the audience to applaud? If that's what the entire purpose of the speech is, to get people to applaud and then forget about it, mm. fine. But how many speakers would admit that what they were interested in was applause and nothing else. Yeah. I think we could, we could be guilty of that a, a lot of the time during our Toastmasters training. But I don't think that's a bad thing whilst we're training in the early days. But as you go on through Toastmasters, so we should be looking for speeches which have impact and which do have something which the audience is going to take away and latch onto. Well, if we're guilty of that, Moira, I suggest we need to expiate that guilt by moving on. I agree wholly. And with that, we shall bring this segment to a close. The Talk Show for Talkers is published every week in sections at 4pm every Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday. Go to our website irishtalkers.com for more information.